0: All right, I think we will call this March 2022 meeting of the Housing and Community Development Commission to order. And we will start with a consideration of our February meeting minutes. Do we uh, have either some thoughts or a motion?
1: I'll move for acceptance.
2: Second.
0: We have a, a motion from Becky, second from Marianne. Uh, all in favor, say aye. 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 And any opposed, say aye. Motion passes. Number three public comment of items not on the agenda. Uh, do we have any public comments on items that are not on our agenda tonight? This is a very quick uh, first part of the the agenda for me in particular because uh, our our next two items, numbers four and five, as we've discussed in the last couple of meetings, I'm recusing myself from the um, uh, emerging aid agencies, funding Q and A and um, funding round. So I'll turn these two items over to uh, Caleb to chair our uh, meeting and then I will return for item six.
3: So moving on to number four, question and answer Uh, for emerging aid to agencies, I'd like to uh, invite commissioners uh, with any questions for the agencies.
1: I do, uh, do we have all three agencies here? Housing and Homes and the School uh, Healthy, what is that, Healthy Kids and NAMI? Because I have questions for NAMI
0: Mm.
1: okay how do we how are we going to handle that if an agency isn't here I don't know what have we done in the past
4: well in the past we've had the Q and A separate from the allocation and we would just pass those questions along but okay since, uh um they are not if they're not present then we you probably just have to make your decision based on the information that you
1: have okay So do we just start with one of them? House and Homes, do you mind being first? <laughs> okay. Um, my question for House and Homes, um, uh, I'm just gonna review what, what you're gonna do. You're asking for, I have the exact favor, 80.
5: 83 or something. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, to, is that to contract for a position or is it part of a part-time, full-time position? Okay. So
6: one of the uh, operations associates who does the pickups and actually volunteered throughout the pandemic doing pickups um, would be taking over the logistics.
1: Okay. Okay.
6: It's really a, um, an efficient use of, like, she's already trained. She knows the whole area. Um, so it's a good sort of
1: yeah. logical move for her. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll give you the, your application, uh, you know, I, I, um, I like seeing uh, um, some kinds of things that I think you guys um, uh, included were what it would cost families to purchase items at a consignment or resale. So I think that was um, really good. The concern that I have is, i didn't see funding from any other entities the communities and the the so the only funding i saw was the ask from iowa city yet um hold on a sec
7: can i make a quick comment for the people in the audience is there any way that you would speak into the microphone on the podium i don't think our other microphones are strong enough to pick you up for the recording otherwise
1: thank you okay i circled it somewhere but i think you're doing is it 68 percent of your clientele is from iowa city so the other uh 32 percent um other communities in johnson county so my difficulty is that um there's no matching funds to take care of that other 32 percent and you know i could say okay well I'll, I'll you know i'll base my recommendation on 68% of your ask but that still doesn't cover the fact that you know where's the other that other funding should it's going to come from in the application i think that um where the budgeted piece um, of that is is you have professional fees which is really the salary um, for this position is it's actually 86.25 is what it is and then the other funds is what i could consider for funding non-iowa city yep
5: did you look yeah i got
1: i got that too yeah but i i'm actually i mean they
5: have It's like almost 200,000 in recurring and ongoing donations and corporate sponsors and-
1: But in an application, and this is why I wanna explain myself, I wanna see that the total project costs 12,000. You're gonna serve 68% of your total clients are Iowa City. So no more than 68% of this project funding should be, be coming from Iowa City does that make sense to you yeah. okay i understand I, okay I, I wanted to be clear so that i mean so can we ask for that to be addressed through you know maybe just fixing that budget i mean i'm not sure what to do from here
7: meaning in like a future funding round pardon meaning in a future application
1: no for this one because i don't know how we can fund this since they're showing 100 percent of the project costs are going to be paid for by iowa city yet a third of the program is going to be serving people outside of iowa city
7: i mean you can make partial funding recommendations you don't have to fully fund the request
1: okay so or my question is can can they can they fix this can they submit an amended budget to us we're we're
5: voting on it tonight right
1: oh we're actually voting on merging agencies tonight too wow so it's because this same issue is an issue i have with nami yeah
2: we're we're recommend we're sending a recommendation to the council
1: okay (laughs) well in the future i'd pay attention to that because it, it it should be something that you know we're I mean I encourage all agencies to seek funding from other entities sources governmental if, you know and even funding from Johnson County Board of Supervisors that covers the whole county could it be again used as those matching funds but I think it's important that when a project is going to be serving people outside of Iowa City you need to have that additional funding in that budget breakdown okay okay
6: i understand okay cool um i i and this is not an argument um some of the funds we've had from north liberty we haven't had the opportunity to apply to, w- with coralville um, they're supporting our volunteer coordinators so another part of the staff that iowa city has not supported yet um, so that's probably we were sort of spreading the overall staff but i understand
1: what you're saying and it's a numbers game and well i'm no to say it's not a game but it it's a numbers um type of thing and for me if i saw that you're paying attention to that spread and for this particular position some of that money is coming from from outside of iowa city i could say yeah let's fund their request without it i have concerns so okay and i don't know if that can be addressed you know we can award whatever we award we say to staff you know we want the budget to be amended to show that you know they're going to fund some of this from some other source some i don't know if we can do that do you guys understand what i'm getting at absolutely okay okay um
2: so you you said that you haven't had an opportunity to apply at Coralville
6: uh, right right. It's on the two-year um, you know joint funding application huh. and um, during the pandemic, they moved their funds toward only um, like community foundation funding. so um, a social services funding round hasn't come up with them. In you our
2: haven't you haven't actually gone to the Coralville Council and said, can you provide no. funding outside of the cycle? No. Okay.
1: Might be worth a try.
2: <laughs> well, to before. go outside
1: of the
6: um, process. Um,
2: well, you already set a precedent for that.
6: Yeah. He, mm.
1: Okay, I mean, that's, I don't know, that's it. That's, that was my big um, question regarding houses into homes.
6: Should I sit down? I have down? a question. Oh, yeah. I have a question to the staff. Are we having a requirement for the organization to be located at Iowa City to be funded?
4: I think we determine this this um, agency is eligible for this funding um, based on their based on who they're serving for this for this particular type of funds. Um, it's okay that their their headquarters is in Coralville.
6: Okay, because last year I remember we have one organization to have them to submit a letter to correct the, their address because they wrote on the application that they are located at Coralville.
4: Yeah, we were just using past information we know from this agency to confirm that they, they work in Iowa City.
2: And because these funds are operational funds, I think it's hard to actually break it all down. I mean, I, I don't think that any agency can say, well, Iowa City's paying a certain portion of the salary for this person and so that person can only work with iowa city <laughs> families i mean i th- because it's operational it, it it is kind of a numbers game i mean that's not the right probably way way to say yeah. it but you know it's hard to just parse it all out and say <laughs> this goes to iowa city this goes to coralville this goes to tippin i mean but
1: but that's why if you come with that other funding is really important oh, yeah. the second column and to say we are requesting this much from iowa city we have we're requesting this much or we we're committing this much whether it's in-kind can be in-kind services can be you know operations budget from your organization it can be another entity like coralville north liberty but so the total project cost is ten thousand, and they can then account through their reporting to staff on a quarterly basis that they have spent you know, seventy-five percent of their funds. You know, through their statistical stuff. So that's that. It it's never good, I think, to believe that second column blank in in these kinds of things because most organizations, I think, do well. A lot of organizations serve multiple municipalities. Sure.
5: Eric and Bree, how? do we have i mean at this point, i'm just curious do we have the ability to fully fund or how much do we have to play with today
7: our estimate was about thirty three thousand dollars it was i think thirty three thousand six hundred was that right
5: but we could fully fund all three requests that's my question
7: right at the maximum five percent you could fully fund all of them okay.
2: and that doesn't take away from any of the legacies right
4: No, it's the same pot as the legacy funding so you can use up to five percent of our legacy pot of of money for these emerging aid to agencies so you i don't remember what the exact dollar amount was but it you we were able to fund fully fund all three agencies within that five percent it's just going to reduce the amount for the legacy agencies
2: oh
5: Lucy, what is your planned hourly rate for the volunteer?
6: For the intake manager? Yeah. Uh, $15 an hour plus the employer.
5: taxes. Right. So, I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, just using that number, $10, 10 hours a week, $15 an hour. I mean, at, with taxes, all the other fun stuff that comes with, I mean, that really comes out to, you only requested, whatever it is, but you'd actually probably be a total labor payroll cost closer to, I think I just looked it up, like 10000 So, I mean, even though it's not on paper, in theory, they are asking for only a portion of their true labor costs to be yeah. covered by Iowa City. And, and I've had this this question come up since I've been on here, too, and I, I, I don't remember who it was, I think it was a, a previous council member who... I mean, we had that discussion, which is, you know, just like our legacy agencies. I mean, you can never really say who's coming in. I mean, when Shelter House takes people in, right? they're taking oh, people course. in from sure. all over. And sure. we don't sit here and ask them to break down how many of their residents, you know, when when Johnson County Housing Fellowship, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it would be really tough for us to, to nitpick and require any kind of, I guess, pre-termination ahead of time of where the people that any of these funds are going to help are going to come from i mean the goal would be just to establish that we have i guess to me it's establishing that we have legitimate qualified agencies asking for aid that is going to help the people in need um well but i i had, I had asked the same question yeah. in the past and i mean i yeah I, I wrestled with it for a while and i think i kind of came around to the fact that I mean, it's almost impossible for any of these agencies to go down and pinpoint what, I mean, they, you guys could have 100% Iowa City residents requesting help in the next 12 months. It's probably not likely, but it could be possible. Um, same way with, I think, any of the agencies. But well, um, I mean, it's kind of like um, healthy kids school base, right? I mean, it's based in our school district, but I mean, it, 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 these kids could be coming from anywhere. Um, yeah. But,
1: yeah. but I'll Gary, I'll tell you that agencies that have been applying for years already know how to do this and and that's part no, but of I
5: haven't seen it on any of their applications either. I haven't seen their applications notifying that only 82% of the people staying at the shelter house are going to be from Iowa City or that are going to be relocated into Iowa City. I mean, those numbers aren't on there either.
1: Uh, Most organizations do provide that information. And actually, Kyle, when we have to report to the city, even in... If we have to sign a contract or something like that if we get some cdbg funds we have target numbers that we have to hit in terms of services that are having to be provided to citizens I, I, we were City. just yeah.
5: talking applications on our yeah. end i mean i've yeah. seen no. enough applications come well, through I'm trying, here that but i'm trying haven't to, had those I'm numbers trying to explain
1: here so if you'll bear with me a minute the reason why i bring this up to houses into homes and i'm going to bring it up to Nami also is because you are an organization, and I'm trying to help you in the future, so that you can make sure that you're applying, you're you're giving us information on where the other funds are coming from. That's that's, uh, you know, my big thing because you are going to be serving multiple municipalities, and I'm sorry, but I do believe that Iowa City money should benefit Iowa City residents. Um, that's. Uh, that's been drilled into me as an agency exec for years and you know that's something that i'm going to be watching for sitting on the commission so so um i hope that you understand that i am trying to help that that i really want you to pay attention to that in the future um and you know i'm hoping that maybe we can figure out something in terms of when it comes to deciding upon funding how we can kind of mitigate that so you know, we can give them as much as possible i'm i it's a it's a good organization they good, do good service <laughs> so I mean, it's it's not, it's not the, about that
2: but there are reporting requirements yes that they have to break down yes so i mean you know this is new for these particular agencies yes. i think but then you know when you have to do your reports you break it down yes you do And the city monitors that
1: yes they do so and you you've gotten grants before so you've been through that process you know all of of that Mm so Lee, you've got some experience under your belt so um, that's just what i want to see um in the future but otherwise i that was the really the only questions um that i do have at this point
3: Any other questions? Are we satisfied with houses and the homes?
6: Thank
1: you.
3: So next we have uh, Nami. If any of the
1: commissioners have questions. Matt, can you answer questions or not? I
0: cannot answer questions. Pardon? I cannot
1: answer questions. Okay. Um, so my issue is the same with with uh nami um uh, although uh slightly different in when they filled out the budget breakdown that's in the packet uh, in the in the narrative the resources and feasibility the funds toward the project that last line of fifteen hundred dollars actually should go into other funds because they're asking for. Are they asking for ten thousand yeah they're asking for ten thousand dollars so um, so they're asking for ten thousand dollars but they but they put funds for the project in the wrong line so they have city funds at eleven thousand five hundred down there but even then they are at seventy five percent Iowa City residents and so it's about um, you know, technically, it, you know, that $1,500 is not sufficient matching funds for this project either. That same issue with both, both of the organizations.
3: Unless we have any more questions, um, we can move on to Agenda Item 5 uh discussing the funding for the emerging aid agencies for fiscal year 23.
1: I think we skipped an agency yeah we got one more agency
3: oh sorry do we have any questions for the remaining agency
1: yeah I do please I don't have to be the only one asking (laughs) um who do we have here from you want to go up the mic So, um, the questions I have for you, well, first I'm going to make a statement on observation and you can tell me if if I've got this um, correct. Uh, This um, expansion into providing these services for this minority population um, is um, part of your whole budget Um, and your whole budget you had as an attachment um the total expenditures for fiscal year 22 would be 169 thousand dollars is that is that correct is yeah, that I put for the whole
4: budget of like what it would be for us
8: operators. yeah so that's uh, sorry this is our executive director Jamie Wynn hi I'm Marguerite Oding I'm the medical director and the okay. pediatrician um so the go ahead. Yeah. You could.
4: So the budget that I submitted was our um, just our whole operating budget. What we would um, right. have to spend for the whole year. Um, we serve Johnson County, like Iowa City, CORAVILLE, and I try to specifically focus on just Iowa City.
2: I'm having a difficulty hearing you. I'm sorry.
4: Oh, so so what I said was that uh, the budget that I submitted is um, the budget for how we operate for the whole year, um, and. Um, I did take into account um, to just um, make sure to provide you how much information, uh, how much uh, families we serve in Iowa City, which is about seventy percent. So it would take up a lot of our operating budget. So um, if you have questions on the budget, I'm happy to elaborate on expenses.
1: You actually um, uh, you have another a number of funding sources listed. So I really don't have the same kind of concern. Um, as with the other two organizations. So that percentage thing um, isn't an issue. But I guess what I'm trying to get at is um, the, you're looking for money to, for your operations budget. Your total budget this year and the project that you have of providing all of these medical and dental and mental health services
8: is a part of this 169, 350 that's correct and our we currently see immigrants and refugees but our numbers are increasing rapidly okay so this we need to be able to expand services okay
1: that's very good because it leads right into my next question okay and that is that you show that already you've exceeded the revenue projection you've you've your your budget expenses listed are one hundred and sixty nine thousand. But thus far, your total revenue is $176,000. So that's my question. You've, you've already met really your budget projections. Are, so are you are you projecting that you're going to have additional expenses above and beyond? We because are. Your and okay. we
8: had one issue this year. We lost um, a clinic coordinator early in the year, early in the fiscal year, and we were not able to replace that person and so there's there will be much bigger expenses next year because we will we will be hiring this um the replacement person in april or may so then we will be paying the salary for for three coordinators instead of two okay so it's sort of artificially low this year because we were down one salary for most of the year okay um
1: And do you receive revenue from the Iowa City School District or the Iowa City School Foundation?
8: So Healthy Kids is a collaboration. Um, It lives within the school district. It's a program within the school district, but we raise all of our own funding. We get no cash for the operating budget from the school district. The school district provides all of our space. They've done the renovation on all of our clinics and um, they allow our employees to be school district employees so that we can pay for their benefits but they get better benefits than a small nonprofit could provide. The University of Iowa Hospitals provides all the provider time. So the three physicians that work in the clinic are all paid by the University of Iowa. So that's their contribution and all of the funds that we have are raised within the community. Okay. We actually your question about, you know, showing reciprocity between funders We've actually have asked for more uh, provider time from the University of Iowa, and they wanted to see that Iowa City Coralville or Johnson County <laughs> would contribute some money um, in order for them to provide more tri- uh, provider time. So I understand the that reciprocity that you're getting That absolutely does at. not
1: surprise me. It's it's something. Uh, yeah, I we I had to prepare for every place. Like mm-hmm. uh, and I and I could answer that question because you know we did include all of those revenue streams. Um, so if you're um, can you provide, your budget doesn't, it, it's cash accounting and it doesn't um, have in-kind services in in there, correct? You, you aren't really recording. If you're getting uh, physicians, <coughs> is that what
8: you said from the University of Iowa? Yes, I'm a University of Iowa employee and so is our family medicine doctor. Okay. Um, so our salaries are paid This is part of our assignment from the University of Iowa, is to cover Healthy Kids Clinic. Our second pediatrician is a volunteer. She's one of my colleagues from the university, but she volunteers, so that would be in kind. Yeah, And part of my time, actually, as medical director, is also donated. So I work at the school clinic more hours than I'm paid for by the university
1: and I think it, it would be wise you know if you got to a point where you could show that in-kind contribution because you know it it uh it all adds up you know and it shows it shows a, a uh, it shows a true value of an organization's um worth you and know, we
8: can to, do that yeah. um in the future if you sure. need that that it yeah, may not have been clear that. on the application yeah. that that was required um, if right. that's
4: something you guys would like me to send as additional I can
8: yeah
1: think the other question i had is if you have relationships with um because mental health care was was um something uh um that you noted in terms of um, services so if you're working with GuideLink or if you're working with uh, mobile crisis or do you have uh, partnerships so our, with any? our mental
8: health services are provided in two ways one is that um there is a child psychiatrist from the University of Iowa who comes to the schools once a week. Um, her services are slightly different. She's under our umbrella, but she actually bills um, the child's insurance because they, she sees insured and uninsured children. And for the uninsured children, the school district gets billed because they have some grants that will cover mental health care for the uninsured. So that's, one, that's how we do psychiatry services. Counseling services are done in collaboration for the most part with um, the counseling services that are available within the school district. So all the all the Iowa City schools have mental health services in the school, and we refer our kids to those services unless the family prefers something else uh some of our families um, prefer to have counseling in their native language and if that's available which it is for spanish um, we use um, a couple of counselors within the community and then we pay cash for their services okay
1: thank you that's all the questions i have
3: And then now for agenda item uh, five the discussion of the funding for these uh, emerging aid to agencies for fiscal year 23.
4: i wanted to clarify your question earlier you asked about the the full amount we have is up there it's 36 600 that's five percent of the um, aid to agency budget for the year so we would be able to fully fund those i can see that
5: now that it's scrolled down
4: yeah so the consideration (laughs) is do you want to fully fund them and um you know sort of at the expense of decreasing the pot for the legacy agencies
5: well i this may be the first time i've ever said this but i would make a motion to fully fund all three projects as
2: requested i second that
1: we have discussion well, yeah okay because i i don't i support that uh except i want uh i want those i want some sort of reconciliation on the budget to show that um whether they're expanding their program like nami if they're going to expand it a bit and you know apply some other operations money to it that's fine but I do um, think both organizations, both of the uh, Houses and Homes in NAMI need to provide adequate um, other funds to, um, uh, to justify uh, the percentage of Iowa City residents that they serve.
2: And are you comfortable with the city staff doing that? Yes, I am. Okay
1: you guys can do that right so
4: you're you're asking that we just justify that the amount of funding that we're giving them is
1: uh pro, um appropriate for the number of residents they are serving in Iowa city yes yeah okay yeah but so if they're adjusting their program a little bit because of that that doesn't matter to me i trust you guys to hand, be able to handle all that <coughs>
3: Would we like to make a motion uh, to fulfill the full funding requests? You
2: did. I she did make Kyle that motion. That? She's she seconded.
3: Gonna... Can we pass on to line item six? I
4: think we need
1: to do. Got to do a vote.
7: Yeah, you can do a vote. And then I was also going to say, are we wanting to include Becky's amendment to this motion?
1: So am I going to move that we amend the motion? Okay, so I'm going to move that we amend the motion to include uh um a modification of the budget um so that iowa city funds are funding uh are so that how am i going to do this
2: (laughs) so that the agency can account for iowa city funds going to iowa city
1: yeah that they have other funds in uh, uh, city staff will work with them to, so that they have other funds uh, identified for the budget so that Iowa City funding that comes out of this um, decision tonight is, is um, funding services for Iowa City residents. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay.
2: You can fix it, right? <laughs> now does, it, does that need a second? Yep. Yep. I second that all in favor aye.
3: aye aye all opposed any opposed of the amendment
2: right
1: now you got to vote on the
5: right. okay first motion I, I will vote nay on the amendment
1: Okay. okay
3: okay but the amendment still passes yes I know <laughs> um and so we still need a vote on the uh funding yeah um so would we like to motion to give full funding? As amended, yes. Yes. Do we need anything else? Just the vote.
2: Damn did we already vote? Just call for the vote. It's confusing, isn't it?
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I believe you're just voting on the full funding. Correct. Yes.
2: Correct.
5: The amendment was approved. We are now voting on the main motion for full funding as amended.
2: Yeah. Yes.
5: You just got to call for the vote so we can say yay or nay.
3: Can we call for the vote? All, All in favor? favor? Aye. 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 Are any opposed?
1: <laughs> nope. Good.
0: THIS WAS GREAT. I GOT A LOT OF WORK DONE OVER THERE. (laughs) I'M GOING TO RECUSE MYSELF FROM AN AGENDA ITEM EVERY MEETING, I THINK. I THINK WE ARE ON TO NUMBER SIX, WHICH IS OUR um, DISCUSSION OF THIS um, SECOND MID-YEAR CDBG HOME FUNDING ROUND. SO uh, WE HAVE QUITE A BIT OF information in our packet to draw attention to one is the staff recommendation there's also a tabulation of the average scores uh, as well as the range and the median and there is a breakdown of the range for each question um i actually think the breakdown of the range for each question has a couple of errors on it or 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 i did a bad job reading it one of those two things i
2: haven't Ma- I'm,
0: a- I'M SORRY, I'M HAVING A HARD TIME HEARING YOU. Yeah, SORRY ABOUT THAT. IS THIS BETTER? YES. yes. I THINK I WAS JUST SETTING UP A LITTLE TOO FAR AWAY FROM THE MICROPHONE. ALL RIGHT. SO WE'RE uh, MUCH BETTER NOW. Uh, SO WE HAVE A FEW DIFFERENT ITEMS IN THE PACKET. Uh, ONE IS THE STAFF RECOMMENDATION. THE OTHER IS THE BREAKDOWN OF THE AVERAGE AND MEDIAN SCORES uh, ACROSS THE FOUR APPLICANTS. AND THEN THE LAST IS A BREAKDOWN OF THE RANGE FOR EACH INDIVIDUAL QUESTION. Um, I mean, there are a lot of different ways we could start, but usually when I'm looking through these, what I do is I um, look for outliers, you know, and I compare that to the amount of funding that we have. I I see if there's um, any application that has an outstanding average score that has an average score that's low enough that we really want to raise questions about whether we we funded at all. And uh, I have to definitively say that I found neither of those things. Uh, what I saw are four applications with an uh, amazingly similar average score, in fact, uh, only separated from the uh, uh, the largest from the smallest by 25. Um, the range of individual, uh, the range of scores of individual applications is bigger than the difference in average between applications. So I didn't find any outliers, That that's one thing. Uh, I did find some um, differences in individual questions, but the problem with that is I think they were errors. Uh, So looking at the um, commissioner scoring range by question and project, I, I see like a scoring range of 30 on... Roman numeral two, question four, but there are only 20 points for the question. It can't possibly be a...
7: That was my interpretation, too. I don't know if it was unclear in the instructions, or it's just something for me to look into for next time to make sure the instructions are clear.
0: Okay.
1: Well, here's the thing. The um, home funds, uh, I think we have... we'll have some unspent money, correct? Even if we fully fund the two projects that are eligible. Yeah. Uh, So what happens? there um it depends on
4: our balance of home funds once we get um usually uh, once we get a hundred thousand dollars in unallocated home funds we'll hold a mid-year funding round otherwise if it's less than that we would just um push that to the next funding round the following year
0: Mm -hmm. um so so a couple of things to note we did have some restrictions in terms of which pot of money we can use for which application we cannot use home funds for, I believe, DVIP or free medical clinic. The other two applicants, we can use either either pot of funds. And as a starting point for discussion, I, I have to admit, when I when I went through and made my funding recommendations, I made them, and then I looked at the staff recommendations, and they were exactly the same. Um, it, it struck me that the biggest question we had, uh, you know, DVIP <coughs> is the is the top score. Do we want to to try to make a the entire five hundred thousand dollar award to them, or do we want to give fifty thousand to Free Medical Clinic? And I was in favor, of, or pardon, seventy five thousand to Free Medical Clinic, and I was in favor of giving the seventy five thousand to Free Medical Clinic. So
1: that would be what I'd want to do. Uh, they, uh, DVIP wasn't my top score. Um, uh, uh, I think Free Medical uh, Clinic actually was my top score. So um, yeah, I would propose. Um, I mean, DVIP is not. They asked for seven hundred thousand, and and there's uh, we can't fund that much. And so um, uh, somewhere did I, oh maybe it was the minutes. I think they understand that they're not going to get full funding. So um, I would propose four twenty-five for DVIP and seventy-five thousand for pre medical clinic.
2: I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, in the past, over the past years when, when agencies come in for CDBG money to do renovations to uh, their, their office or their clinic for a free medical clinic, and when the commission uh, doesn't fund them fully, invariably they come back the next year. So it takes yes. them multi-years to do exactly what they want. Right. And I think the free medical clinic, just the fact that it's going to be accessible, YOU KNOW TO DO THAT DOWNSTAIRS AND GET IT ALL BETTER ORGANIZED I THINK IT'S VERY VALUABLE yep. SO I I WOULD BE I AGREE WITH THE 75,000 TO FREE med AND 425,000 TO DVIP
1: AND TO BE HONEST $425,000 IN A capital project is uh, uh the history in the past 10 years that's a big award um, yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, a lot of nonprofits have not been able to squeak above 200 so it, it's it's pretty mm-hmm. good size award and and I do you know I want to give them as much but I feel like free medical clinic is doing a lot on a little and um and they serve a lot of people and uh I I want to give them full funding
0: I, I mean, I agree. If there were an enormous difference in average score, I, I would, uh, I, I would say differently. But I mean, we're talking about a difference. It, it's not even ten points, is it? In terms of the average, no, it's nine nine point difference. Um, we, we have a we have a good questionnaire here, but the questionnaire is not designed to distinguish a um, a two seventy five from a two seventy four, you know, or something like that. That's not its level of precision. Uh, do we have any discussion at all of the, the of the home funding pot? I mean, I, I thought it was a straightforward decision to give full award to both um both applicants. Wow.
3: Oh, I have something going on.
2: I I agree with that also. I I do think that the um inside out reentry um They're getting into a new territory for them, which uh, typically I would say, you know, partner with another agency that does that, does the rental part. Um, However, with this particular agency, because of who they serve, um, I think that it makes sense for them to venture into acquiring a a rental Mm -hmm. property.
1: I, I agree that um, I do have some concerns about um, the um, age of the organization, and uh, it looks like it's, you know, I don't have any pro- issues with it, um, how it's managed and all of that, but I worry that it, it's a pretty good chunk that, that um, they're taking on. It's a new service, it's added service. I'm a little worried about, you know, what that does to operations costs, but you know, that's I'm they've also done a good job. I've looked at their 990s over a couple of years. I, I always go into GuideStar and look at 990s and they've done a good job managing their finances and got money put aside, so, uh, you know, I just think it's a good run organization.
2: And there's been a community group that's been working on this issue for many years before they yep. even really yep incorporated.
1: Yep.
5: Man. Yeah. I knew I had a question. The only thing I had a question on is of the three hundred twenty thousand in the application for the housing fellowship. The description of funds is a zero percent, fifteen-year amortization. Is are they paying back one hundred sixty thousand of that over fifteen years? I was just. Conf- I, I mean, because. <laughs> I just—it con- says 160,000 applied for requested CDBG home funds. It says zero percent, 15-year amortization. Then it says requested CDBG home funds 160,000, forgivable after affordability period applied for. Is that this 320, and is 160,000 of the 320 we're talking about granting? Is that a loan that they repay over 15?
7: Yeah, a lot of our home funds are issued in the form of a loan, and that's what comes back to us as program income. Okay. So when we do our annual budget, we roll that into that's our that funding round. That's that
5: recoup money we talk about. Got yeah. it. Okay. But 160000 of it, if they hit all the goals, that 160 would just be forgivable and really a true grant at that point. Okay. Yeah, I, I will say, as I said earlier, this might be the first time I've ever said that at this commission, which is I was... I AM PERFECTLY HAPPY WITH STAFF RECOMMENDATIONS AND FELT <laughs> LIKE THEY WERE RIGHT ON. SO,
0: hmm.
5: NICE WORK.
2: SO, WOULD YOU LIKE A MOTION?
0: Uh, YES, PLEASE.
2: SO, I MOVE THAT WE FUND um, DVIP FREE MEDICAL CLINIC INSIDE OUT, RE-ENTERING THE HOUSING FELLOWSHIP AS PRESENTED ON THAT.
5: THAT'S ON THE OTHER, SHOULDN'T THOSE BE IN THE HOME FUND THOUGH? YEAH, IT'S, it's oh, NOT sorry. PRESENTED WELL NOW. We,
0: we oh. need to change
7: it. I knew what you meant in spirit, <laughs> but okay. just ignore me. I will second that. 425,000
2: CDBG to DVIP. Don't you love these acronyms? Uh, 75,000 to free medical clinic CDBG money. Mm-hmm. $100,000 to home funds inside out reentry. $320,000 to the housing fellowship of home funds. I will second that in clarity.
0: All right, we have a motion and a second. All in favor, say aye. 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 Any opposed, say aye. All right, we have our CDBG home funding round. We might get
2: out of here within
1: an hour. That was probably the easiest funding I've ever seen in (laughs) this It's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it
2: is.
0: It was an unusually (laughs) easy funding round it's um, usually it's
2: usually much more painful than oh, i've
1: sat through long painful sessions oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: unfortunately you know with the separation of those funds we couldn't give a higher award to um, one of the applicants but that's that's what we had to work oh. with
1: well i'm actually m- hmm. more in favor of us uh, if we can issue it again um hmm. there may be another organization um, <coughs> That 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 could use it.
0: So, so we'll move Actually, on to we're just, item number seven, which is a discussion just, of National Community Development Week. I, I think mainly what we have here is a staff solicitation of input.
7: Normally we do. I don't, do you want to talk about the proclamation?
4: Sure. So National Community Development Week is April 11th through 15th. Um, we do this every year, and it's a opportunity to recognize <coughs> our cdbg and home grants that we receive as a community and um we're part of an organization they encourage us to reach out to our federal representatives and kind of let them know how we use the money and why it's important for iowa city to re- keep receiving the cdbg and home money um, one thing that we typically do every year is a council proclamation so on the april 4th um, council meeting we will plan to do a and community development week proclamation and then we typically have a member of hcdc typically the chair but this could be someone else um accept that proclamation and kind of speak to the funds a little bit um, so we're requesting someone to do that um, and then if you guys have any other ideas about how we could um participate in community development week we're open to that um, last year we did the proclamation and then we just did some um, social media posts about projects that we've done um and that was about it
1: in the past i um this is this goes back uh probably 10 years um uh, they used to actually um uh have some sort of event at one of the um funded entities i remember oh uh there was a child care center i i can't remember that's a long free time Med. huh
2: free Med had one
1: yeah and those i think were really nice because um well i was kind of a newbie to town you know I only had been here a couple of years and so it, it just really helped me understand how that money was being put to work in the community and um so I don't know if that's possible. And, you know, COVID and the, you know, fear of the next variant, you know, kind of who <laughs> wants to plan anything, you know? So I, it, I don't really know.
2: It usually happens, the bigger events, at least in my experience, usually happens when there's um, a national primary. Hmm. And so the representatives from federally, elected officials show up and Pud shows up and but i don't know if that's it's like next week isn't it
0: oh it's coming up in i think three weeks right
4: another thing that we've done in the past a couple years ago is we did a tour of new projects which it would be difficult to Hmm. get that together this year but like in future years if that's something you're interested in we could Mm -hmm. work on we got a little bus from the city and went around and saw some of the new projects like cross park place was one of them Um, just cdbg and home funded projects
1: Mm -hmm. i would love that that would be a lot of fun to do um i have i have one suggestion you know at the beginning of the pandemic so this is in 2020 um uh the mayor had um some info type things on you know uh, various agencies and things like that um the they were um videoed at you know through the city do you remember those yeah yeah um what about doing something like that with some of the funded projects and and putting those i mean you know it could be a small five ten minute video about you know what this money did in the community and what kind of services are being provided and things like that is that possible
4: yeah we can uh reach out to our communications department or um i don't know what their division's called but they're part of communications i believe that if you you should the Channel four people um they do some great videos so we can reach out um are there any particular projects you want to see featured Um, or just should we look at what we've done recently and
1: see what fits maybe something in the you know what projects have we done in the past couple of years you Mm -hmm. know I would think would be good yeah we can reach out pretty new
5: buildings out there that got funded from here I mean Mm -hmm. Shelter house stuff the housing fellowships I mean yeah there's there's definitely some things that can be spotlighted
0: it, um, shelter house would be a good choice if that's if that's uh, possible it was one of our i believe got one done and one in and progress
5: yeah.
1: I'd, yeah I'd love for the housing fellowship too to tell you the truth because uh, I am impressed that um, you know really the the area the, the family size is uh, you know they're they're trying to to um, uh, fund um, projects that have uh, uh, BETTER FACILITIES TO, in, to ACCOMMODATE AND INCREASED FAMILIES. SO I THINK mm-hmm. THE HOUSING FELLOWSHIP WOULD BE A GOOD ONE, TOO. Um, I DON'T KNOW WHAT ELSE THERE'S BEEN, YOU KNOW, WHAT?
0: I MEAN, it, IT'S ALSO ATTRACTIVE BECAUSE OF ITS STATUS AS THE, the CHODO. As, as I'M SORRY, WHAT? BECAUSE OF ITS STATUS AS THE CHODO AS, as, as WELL yes. WOULD BE a, ANOTHER yeah. REASON. SHELTER HOUSE uh, I, I LIKED BECAUSE OF THE SIZE. Yeah. is the, THE SCOPE OF WHAT THEY WERE TRYING TO DO. Yeah.
1: WHAT'S well, AN OUTSTANDING ORGANIZATION TO CHOOSE? THEY MAY to. ALREADY HAVE A VIDEO. <laughs> they,
8: yeah, I. might.
5: Promotional material out there somewhere.
1: Well, when Chrissy Kanganelli was here at one of our first meetings, she talked about um, how with this, is it the 501 project? Is this their new one? And mm-hmm. they will have significantly, if not closed that gap mm-hmm. um, between the type of individual that needs that service and the service. And I don't know how many communities in the united states can boast something like that but um, it's it's an outstanding accomplishment Mm -hmm. and but but the reason why i also like the housing fellowship is i think it it can relate to some of the topics and issues we're talking about is is you know getting families into you know homes
2: and permanently yeah
1: and so i kind of like both of those as being one is you know more emergent um
2: transitional one is more permanent so well
5: so it would be nice the, oops sorry go ahead me
2: so is the council meeting on the 5th that's tuesday april 5th yeah i believe it's on tuesday okay but we don't have
1: to have i mean if, if we shot for getting this done like what mid april could we do it it it's
4: it depends on the workload of the staff that have to do that but we can we can reach out this um tomorrow or next week Mm -hmm. um i was gonna say there's there's already a shelter house video that was released this week that's really good that um we'll share with you guys Mm -hmm. take a look at that Um, they can either maybe they can use footage or they can just focus on housing fellowship sure Um, we can reach out there they're more creative than i am so they'll probably have ideas (laughs)
5: What would be nice i mean i'm thinking just from the smaller group i mean i mean it would be nice to also give some kind of highlights to some of these emerging aid agencies who've done massive amount of works with much smaller awards um i mean we've had a lot of them coming through here that have gotten you know three five thousand dollars but have affected 100 200 homes doing small stuff i mean it would be nice if we could shine a spotlight on some of them at this point because i mean honestly for those kind of organizations, that kind of exposure helps even more than your shelter houses or your Johnson County, you well, know, I just.
2: And I'm really impressed with the collaboration with Healthy Homes, or I mean the Healthy Kids. Healthy Kids, yeah. You know, with the university and, yeah. the, and the, you know, a volunteer pediatrician, that's.
1: Yeah, I learned more in ten minutes tonight than I knew about that organization. Yeah, Yeah. that's
2: pretty impressive, and the school district providing them with renovated space and Mm -hmm. you know, I agree. And and they're
5: not here, but things like houses into homes, which I have personally financially assisted, but every week I'm surprised by their Facebook posts with the amount of kids from the high schools that they get these teams of just. 10 15 20 different high school kids every week that are showing up unloading trucks loading trucks delivering to houses i mean it's impressive i I was never that motivated as a high schooler so it's always impressive to me when when i see kids that age that are that are putting in the time for organizations so yeah i mean it's there's a lot out there i just i think it'd be nice if we could do maybe look through our list from the last year and just see some of these emerging aid agencies that that uh Maybe have some good social presence stuff out there that they can just give to staff to put into some kind of presentation. Sure. But it's my two cents.
2: So but the what are we telling the staff they have to do? Because all of a sudden it sounds like we need a, a three work.
5: hour presentation.
1: <laughs> yeah, a
2: lot of work. Full musical score. I
1: mean, with a dance break in between
5: at an hour 15.
1: Well, live, yeah, live yep. music. And then for the party bus <laughs> that you're going to organize.
5: And if there are not inflatables at this thing, I'm not coming. Right
4: it sounds oh. a lot more exciting than the work that we normally do. But <laughs> what, what, what I gathered from this is that I'm going to reach out to our communications and see if we yes. can put a
1: video together for our social media.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: I think it'd be great. And, and to tell you the truth, if, if we did something like this, maybe every we can anticipate it, give you guys more lead time in the future. But I
2: think it'd be great
1: to do this every year. You know?
2: Let's well, see if, you, you know, find the people who have, like, I know the Housing Fellowship has, like, slideshow. Yeah. yeah. You know? Sure. Somebody has a video, you could just...
5: Yeah, I mean they're putting some of this stuff together for donors and request at their annual parties every year too. Yeah. So they probably have a lot of that stuff yeah. already put together.
2: I'm sure I just they got
1: can some come really up good pictures something. from. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I'm sure that they and you can come up with something and maybe the uh, communications department has some ideas too of um, what can happen. So you know you kind of have a good understanding of. Um, I think we just like to. Get the projects out there to be recognized, um, so people can see them.
0: And, and if, like you said, you, you need a volunteer from the commission, I'm I'm willing to to do that. I will do choreography. Or <laughs> 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 I'm not going to direct the video. <laughs>
2: Who's doing the so, party bus? Matt, can you go to the council on Tuesday, April 5th? when the proclamation our fancy our
5: fancy representation okay sure top hat tails man that's what I'm expecting
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll be watching
2: (laughs) need a motion to
0: adjourn
1: we're gonna get out early I know this is pretty cool Uh,
0: I think that's all we need for that item right
1: yep thanks
0: okay so uh number eight the city council meeting updates i uh skipped this one item up on the agenda because um there was something at the council that's relevant to item nine so uh, i think becky you were the yes was,
1: and and i apologize because uh well tuesday night i'm in a training so i don't watch it live but i i watch both work session where the work session is really what gives you a lot of good information and um the city council meeting and i took some screenshots but i took it on my ipad and that's at home so that didn't do um because i was going to reflect from those so i'll ask staff to help me out a little bit on the second thing but um first of all that uh they they did um pass the changes to the section eight um that was uh the first meeting in in march um the meeting that was held this week what i thought was interesting and the questions that i had is how much or anything will um, have to do with our business as it comes up is it's force view that's um has hmm so the city reached kind of a a unique interesting type of um proposal mix a few years ago with with the owners and the residents to redevelop that um housing uh trailer park. area yeah it's a trailer park right. or a mobile mobile home park and because of I think there was some zoning things that went on but be, because of a number of factors it never happened and it's not going to happen so Mm -hmm. so Jeff Fruin actually gave a really good slideshow if anybody wants to go to the and see now I can't remember if it was the uh work session or the City Council meeting um and listen to that portion of it I I think it was really good um giving a little bit of historical background some families have moved out some families are still there um they're looking at relocating um some of these families I guess the question that I had was um whether or not any of this will come to the housing Commission um and you know what that might be um even my notes I I didn't tear the the page out that had those notes in it either so unfortunately so I thought I was prepared when I watched, and then I didn't bring those devices uh, with me. So those are the two things. The other thing that I think concerns us is uh, it doesn't sound like they have any, they still haven't voted on um, the two open positions for the housing commission. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think it just, uh, f- um, for me, it, it, um, it affects that it. You know, we really need everybody here in order to, you know, conduct the business. Um,
5: is so. is the delay they don't have people who've applied, or is the delay they just haven't gotten around
1: to? My understanding was that they've had some people apply, but not necessarily that the housing commission was their first pick. Hmm. And is that
0: there's been lack of qualified applicants, hasn't it? Has it <laughs> yeah, no? we Can only had you? two
7: there for a while. I haven't seen the latest pool of applicants, right. so that could have
1: changed by. Yeah, so um, and, you know, I, I agree. I mean, I do think that if it's, if somebody really doesn't want to be here, they're not going to stay, they're not going to participate. And so, um, but so um, anyway, do you, do either one of you, uh, Brianna or Erica know if any of the issues that were brought up about the Forest View situation, will they come Will it be um business that the housing commission will have to deal with i have not
4: heard any discussion of bringing it to the commission um that would be up to council to request that um i know so the discussion was at the work session if you want to go back and check it out um, on Mm -hmm. tuesday Um, so i know that they had council ended up with some questions for staff so we're going back (laughs) and looking at um, different considerations different kind of options and different ways to Make sure that um the relocation assistance meets the arpa funding requirements and things like that and how to how to do it fairly so something we're working on as staff
1: they talked about the relocation assistance being somewhere around fifteen thousand dollars it had been before i i was a little confused on that seven thousand dollars is if that was an old amount and the new amount appears to be 15 and then they also talked about an income guideline for families like forty one thousand dollars or something like that which also uh, may be under consideration because as sean harmonson pointed out um forty thousand dollars and you know being the income for a family you're not rolling in the cash you know so um uh it'll be interesting to see if they raise those limits um a little bit to help with some of the residents and then the other issue was where's the funding money going to come from whether or not some of the funding can come from some of the available ARPA funds or if it'll have to come someplace else from the city budget
4: yeah the intention is that these will this will be paid with for ARPA money which is why we're trying to figure out how to make it qualify yeah um there's different criteria that you have to meet with ARPA money it has to uh there has to be some sort of tie to COVID and it has to be like a low income um so we're looking at different different ways that we can meet everyone's needs
0: yeah
1: I think that was about it those were the issues that I felt were pertinent
0: and uh, the uh, one one thing to add and the reason why it got jumped to number eight on the the um, agenda over number nine is that the council had a had a discussion around public comments at the March first meeting, and they uh, they they made a decision essentially not to impose a municipal um, what's it, what would we call it an infraction or a fine
1: fine yeah
0: a fine uh, for uh, I think repeated violations of of comments guidelines was the the basic idea they decided not to do that. Uh, And there have been a variety of of, um, discussions of public comments uh, with different public agencies, but the the council did address it at the March 1st meeting. Um, Do do we have anyone who wants to volunteer for um, meetings between now and mid-April? Kyle, you're shaking your head. That means you're not volunteering?
1: Nope i mean i can do it again i watch them all so i
0: think i'm going to literally be at the next one right
1: yeah you'll be at the so next I- one so I, but i'll watch them all so you know i'll bring forward you know
0: it's track
5: season so <laughs> tuesdays and thursdays
1: and we do have we're, we're discussing public comment because um i thought the public comment um I was actually getting irritated um listening to the
0: so so wait a minute for the meeting. for the uh, council meetings I've got you down Becky and uh me for
1: if you want to do April, April are you going to go to the whole the entire you're going to stay for the entire oh I might meeting? as well okay. and I'll, I'll I'll watch the second one okay I'll, I'll watch them both but you know I'll have your back okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> um for, for item nine basically the, there's it's a discussion of public comments, and and uh, th- this this started where uh, you know Becky raised raised the issue, and that that, that was good, and and um, basically we've it's rare for us to get requests for public comments, and and we had a request at the last meeting, so we've never really had a chance as a commission to talk about that. What well, we want public comment sessions to to look like, if, whether we want to have any sort of. Um, um, Guidelines. Uh, basically, the only thing we have on paper right now is that we have agenda item number three, which you've seen on every agenda, I think, that you've looked at. So we, we have some guidelines for public comments of items not on the agenda. Uh, typically, those are five minutes. We don't have any guidelines or, or any way of handling public comments for items that are on the agenda. Um, something we don't have anything written down about and we've never discussed so uh you know becky becky raised the issue whether uh, that the we ought to put this on the agenda to talk about at this meeting and uh first thing i did was asked brianna if we had any guidelines and the the answer which i think came from the city attorney right is that um public comments for items that are on the agenda are at the chair's discretion um, which, in some sense, answers answers the question, but it raises a couple of other issues. Um, uh, one is that, as, as I think, I think it was Kyle who you mentioned this maybe five or six meetings ago, something like that. Um, we usually have a goal to have a very sort of collaborative commission, and where we can, we operate on consensus. We don't always reach consensus, but we at least make some attempt to do it. Um, and SO SORT OF HAVING THE CHAIR BANG THE GAVEL and, AND RUN THE PUBLIC COMMENT SESSION IS is SORT OF AT ODDS WITH THAT. Um, THE OTHER REASON IT'S AT ODDS WITH IT IS THAT CHAIRS DON'T STICK AROUND FOREVER. Uh, I'M NOT GOING TO BE CHAIR FOREVER. I'M NOT EVEN GOING TO BE CHAIR IN FOUR MONTHS. SO at, AT SOME POINT THERE WILL BE ANOTHER CHAIR AND YOU DON'T JUST WANT TO REINVENT THE WHEEL EVERY TIME YOU, you HAVE A NEW CHAIR. SO uh, WHAT I WANTED TO DO WITH THE AGENDA ITEM IS TAKE um, input and discussion over what public comment sessions should look like. Should we have a time limit? Should we um, should they be germane and on topic? Are there any other sorts of things the chair should be thinking about as the chair um, does public comment or invites public comment?
5: Well, I think just by by road, it, it has to be germane and on topic because it would be on that agenda item. Right. right. I mean, so I mean, any anybody that just went off on a random rant. I mean, the chair could just whoever the chair is would be like, "Yes, but what does this have to do with this agenda item?"
0: What about an on-topic rant?
5: Well, and that's that was going to be my next question. Is there a does, is there a differentiation between public comment from one of the private organizations? Or one of the public organizations requesting aid, for example, versus a member of the public. Because we have often had people come up and give presentations. Well, if their presentations are five to seven minutes long, we've always just accepted that, like, we're going to sit and listen through this presentation. But would we want to sit through a five to seven minute just rant from the public? And that's the tough question on time limits is if you set a time limit, you got to give it to everybody. You know, and is. A three-minute time limit, time limit, time limit enough for some of the things we do ask, you know, our organizations to present. Whereas it's probably more than enough for someone who just wants to get up and ramble. I don't know.
1: It's, no, it, I think it's different. And the during city council meetings, actually, they do have presentations that last longer than public comment. So a okay. presentation that we ask for. You know, and,
5: and that's what I was asking. So there that, is a differentiation that pre- can be established as in, a rule in
1: some years, agencies. Oh, we, we
0: often request presentations that last in, in well, well some years,
1: in some years, agencies have been asked to limit presentations to two or three minutes, very difficult to do, but they have done it. Um, uh but but if it were a complex issue we we might ask an organization to make a presentation and then have some interaction um with us so i think that's entirely different but if you want to watch the city council meeting and watch some of the public commenters just get up and waste time um uh with germaine 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 (laughs) you know i mean that's what happens and you know, I, I guess the question I have is, Matt, and, you know, uh, you know, are you willing to um, say, excuse me, but, you know, you've talked long enough, or is it easier for you to have a policy that says, you know, we, we ask public commenters to limit their comments to three minutes, five minutes, we can make some allowances for those individuals who need some assistance, some sort of assistance and in interpretation, whether it's sign language or um you know an inter an interpreter um uh it and we can do that kind of thing but I think it's harder to not have a rule and just have Ma- Matt you know say excuse me I think you've talked long enough I think it's it's a lot more confrontational mm-hmm. and I think it's a whole lot easier to have um rules established and I do think we're lucky that we haven't had anybody but but even was it uh last um last month we had one person that um spoke for 15 or 20 minutes and if everybody had chosen to do that
2: we'd have gone home at night at at, at midnight so i do i've often heard um at council meetings especially during uh, planning and zoning items that the mayor will say you know if there's somebody who would like to say something Different or new that we haven't heard before, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I think that's reasonable, also, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. a lot of times, especially with planning and zoning, if the neighbors are against a, a right. proposal if twenty people
5: all get up to say against and say it, the same thing, you can cut them off and say, all right, So we've absolutely heard from the t- from the against side. Is there anybody for? Right. Yeah. If right. not, we'll just note that there were twenty people here to or, speak or against something like
2: that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but I do, I do think that um, I think to say you know we would like to have people and this is on agenda items if people have a comment on the agenda item we invite you up and please keep your comments to three or five minutes Mm
1: -hmm. yeah I think it's I think it's easier I, I think it actually makes it easier for the person chairing the meeting to manage things and I THINK WE COULD SAY AT THE BEGINNING FOR THE uh, PUBLIC COMMENTS OF ITEMS NOT ON THE AGENDA THAT, um, YOU KNOW, we, we, WE WOULD RESERVE UP TO 30 MINUTES, BUT the chair, um, THE CHAIR ALSO HAS THE ABILITY TO, YOU KNOW, CUT PUBLIC COMMENT OFF. Mm-hmm. IF, uh, YOU KNOW, WE HAD A STRING OF 20 PEOPLE THAT WANTED TO SPEAK ON SOMETHING. AND ISSUES CAN BE CONTROVERSIAL. Uh, WE MAY NEVER BE FACED WITH THIS, AND WE COULD BE FACED WITH IT, AND I JUST WANT TO BE READY.
0: Mm. So I, I, I like I like the idea that that Ann just said of of having a kind of bracketing. You know, you uh, you start a public comment session and then you announce the time. You know, b- before it starts, um, I should probably even on agenda item three, um, instead of asking, are there any public comments uh, for items not in the agenda? Are there any public comments uh, for items not in the agenda? You have up to. Five minutes. Yeah, please keep
2: your comments to three minutes or five minutes or something.
0: And most people will. I mean, if you've, uh, um, I'm sure many of you have given public comments uh, at a meeting. Five minutes is a long time.
1: I Uh, think it's long enough.
0: Also, uh, just from a perspective of improving, you know, getting high-quality comments and helping people make their arguments... If you have an argument you can't make in five minutes, you should have thought about it more beforehand. <laughs> should have, you know, narrowed it down a little bit. Anything that's worth saying can be said in five minutes.
1: So the question that I have is, is after each um, item on our agenda, do we also have to offer public comment?
0: I was I was wondering about that, too, and yeah. and uh, what Mary Ann, what, what you said. Um, uh, suggested that that might be the case so should should we after each agenda item routinely ask for public comment
5: yes oh um, that's just my opinion I, my opinion is any agenda item we discuss in my opinion should always be open for public discussion well but
2: <laughs> are these are these Usually meetings out happens.
1: are there external people that can be watching this and and um patch into um, not gonna be
0: here no, well city council now.
1: they do that um uh, it's an accommodation type thing to oh. tell you the truth it's it's been a high contention uh city council issue of providing the access to people who cannot be at the meeting so are these meetings
7: we've been doing it upon request because we don't have IT support at night like council does so it's hard to guarantee that everything will work perfectly um, so, then so we far- don't then
1: we don't have to deal with it and that's fine with me historically,
2: um, historically especially during funding rounds because we have an entire meeting of applicants presenting projects and discussing the projects The next meeting when we make our funding recommendations historically it has been that no applicant has the opportunity to comment unless there's a commissioner who asks them to come up and answer a question and when i say answer a question the commissioner usually asks a question Mm -hmm. and it's expected that then the applicant answers the question and doesn't yeah. go through the entire spiel again spiel again with what yeah uh-huh. you know so they want to get out of here too so <laughs> but that's that's been how it's in my experience that this commission has operated right yeah so but they and, can't just and, get, and i'm and i guess i,
5: I mean i, I saw that the most important note to me on here was that this isn't something that needs a vote that it's it's something to help you uh, Yes. Create the policy. I, I mean, I'm kind of of the opinion that as the chair, you create the policy you're comfortable with. I mean, the next chair comes around, if that chair's not comfortable with the policy, that chair can always bring it back to this commission. That,
0: that, that's fine in the sense, yeah. though, that I would at least like to pass along to the next chair a, a right. couple of guidelines or a couple of sentences. And if they want to change it, of course they could, but I, I'd at least like to give but them something. But I think something. it's good
5: to have a policy in place that everybody is abiding by. Yes. So, I mean, I, and, and I, I'm comfortable and, with... I'm comfortable with how it's been done. I, I do agree that opening up public comment absolutely—you're going to have a handful of these agencies that bring their whole slideshow up again, even though we already listened to it the week before. Or and, and, the month and also, before, in,
0: in terms of like my personal comfort level, uh, uh, I, I lean very heavily toward the Wild West of public comments. I, I'm I'm willing to to let people say almost whatever they want, whenever they want, uh, and and so it it typically doesn't bother me. If if I had seen last month that a you know, it seemed like the session was going to go for four hours. I, I would have at some point asked if someone had anything new right. uh, yeah. to, to to say or, or a different argument or a different perspective. But, uh, um, but but I was pretty OK with the length of of the comments uh, last month.
1: Well, let, let me I want to give a little bit of feedback on the distinction. There's agency presentations. But to tell you the truth, um, I doubt that this opinion has changed very much but the agencies hated being called to a a dog and pony show you fill out the application and then we had to come in and provide an oral summary of our application Mm -hmm. like what is up with that it was it was difficult it it uh and and to do something like that in two or three minutes um is almost like writing another you know mini version of your application and i don't think we're doing that we're doing uh the questions for agencies and i like the process that we're doing we have the application if there are any questions that we have but i am not in favor of during the aid agencies or the legacy agencies where we're um uh, looking at twenty requests, I am not at all interested in having everybody do a two- and three-minute presentation no. automatically, and the agencies hated that—absolutely hated it.
0: So uh, let me let me see if I can summarize what what I have here so far. Um, I and I think uh, the others who have spoken would like to see individual comments kept to about uh, the length uh, of the public comments not on the agenda so about five minutes um, I'm certainly good with that I mean that that seems to be a natural uh, way to way to go um, there's perhaps if we have a large number of comments some need to think about uh, whether and how the comments are contributing to the discussion, you know, are all the comments on one side? If they are, then at some point you might ask, is there anything new or a different, different argument or a different perspective? And, you know, last month uh, the comments were on one side, but I thought people did bring uh, um, different perspectives. I didn't think it was all the same. Uh, There was a, uh, there there was a commenter in particular who, who um, I think she was from Sudan she uh, spoke about growing up on Section Eight. You know, I, I thought the her her comments added a lot, uh, whereas, you know, some of the other comments were kind of the same yeah. case being made a few times in a row. Um, so, so thinking about how the comments add to the discussion, and um, some sort of general um, expectation of the comments being on topic. Someone comes up and reads from the phone book. I can cut that person off, right? <laughs> No filibustering, right. essentially. Uh, I- anything else?
1: So uh, uh, the understanding is that you'll uh, you'll come up with some general guidelines? I just gave them. Okay. And we don't need to vote on it. Okay, cool.
0: Uh, and hopefully uh, that's something I can pass to the next chair. And uh, if they want to change it, they can. But hopefully it's something they're comfortable with.
1: Well, hopefully, it's something the commission's comfortable with too, because yeah. um, honestly, if you sit through the city council meetings, and you all should pick one up and just watch them, and uh, it's it was it's time wasting. You know, I had other things to do.
0: Right. Uh, number ten, staff updates.
7: Maybe just a few things for you. The next meeting will be April 21st. At that meeting, we'll bring you the draft of the action plan with your funding recommendations in it. The public comment for that is going to start around April 1st, and that will end May 3rd, I think, when it goes to City Council for final approval. Um, there's a few things in the packet. The fair housing training is going to be offered in April. April's fair housing month. The city's accepting applications for the climate action grants and there's a flyer for the community police review board community forum and that's april 20th and that's on zoom if you're interested
1: anything to add okay. that's all
0: do we have a motion for adjournment
1: so moved
2: second
0: and uh, any any naysayers
2: Kyle, uh, <laughs> nope. don't okay all i <laughs>